Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the Archers with me, Harriet Carmichael and Lucy Freeman. Before we dive in, let's remind ourselves of what happened last week with Lucy's Week in Ambridge. This week in Ambridge was sponsored by the phrase, no, definitely not, oh go on then. (laughs) Sausage Boy shattered Twitter by deciding to play Tony his charming birthday video from Peggy. Not entirely sure what his motives were for doing that, bafflement. I think, I have come up against a problem that is not a turnip. Therefore, I do not know what to do, except make it someone else's problem. Surely Natasha didn't sanction that. She must have done, though, as we have not heard furious clip-cloppings echoing through the valleys as she bangs off again. Anyway, it suddenly put a rocket of self-respect up Tony, who decided that he wasn't going to put up with it a moment longer. His mother was a rotten, selfish old bag, and she was not going to come to his party or have any of his (laughs) jelly, ice cream or party rings. This lasted all of 24 hours, with Pat being strangely silent, until Lillian came round and said, Oh, go on, Labour's not very nice, you know. And Tony said, Oh, all right then. Tell you what, let's both hate Jennifer instead, said Lillian. I'll gob in the trifle and we'll give her that bit. Ha 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 ha. (laughs) Meanwhile, Linda Snell OBE was complaining bitterly to Alan that he was late and she was freezing. Which made me think of the words of the great Humphrey Littleton. Don't just stand there in the cold, go away. Linda, the only (laughs) woman who mansplains, took it upon herself to explain Christianity to Alan. So tell me again, this Jesus bloke was what now? She seemed to have a bewildering array of things she wanted him to do, including washing everyone's feet at a social distance with some sort of hose arrangement, I presume, or maybe one of those floor fountains that squirt up unexpectedly when you're at a stately home on the hottest day of the year and make you drop your cornetto in shock as it shoots up your shorts, or put on a passion play, which, as she pointed out last time, nearly resulted in Chris Carter losing a foot. As Chris Carter seems somewhat accident-prone at the moment, I really feel they should leave him out of it, or he's heading straight into life as the world's only wheelchair-bound blacksmith. Having been given short shrift by Alan, who said he had to rush off and perform an exorcism in Penny Hassett, she cornered Krusty instead. Her attempt at flattery was to say, Oh, no, 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 Kirsty, no one will see you. You'll be a producer. No one wants to be a producer. That's code for the person everyone shouts at. Anyway, Krusty said, No, 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 which presumably means give it three weeks and then I'll grudgingly do it. And Linda began her familiar tramp around the village demanding help from unwilling villagers who will either be bullied or pressured into taking part, moan like hell, but staggeringly managed to pull off something that will look like Oberamagawa La Scala in a fortnight. Emma was having a stab at her own bit of coercion with Rex, demanding that he help her to build an assault course for some modern slaves. He said no, and then yes, and started wanging on about putting ladders over a manhole or something, and they had to climb across it, and the first one to drown wins. Emma wasn't really listening, as she just wanted to talk about the fact that she did not want to live in Beechwood. Well, that's good then, because you don't. I do not want, she said earnestly, a large detached house with a garden and a green marble upcycled coffee table. I really like living in a Wendy house and the slide down to the back door is very convenient. It was a very odd exchange, really, in that both both of them didn't seem to care whether the other one was listening or even there. But it seemed to work for them. Linda got hold of Krusty again in front of some sort of Civil War reenactment by the sound of it, but which turned out to be two people moving a straw bale, (laughs) which didn't explain what sounded like the musket shot and roaring engines. However, we essentially replayed the same conversation. Will you do it, Krusty? No. Oh, go on. No. Well, I'll ask you again in 20 minutes. This is going to go on for bloody months, isn't it? Maya is now a vegan, as if adolescents are not annoying enough. 
It's my job to get you all to listen to me and change your mind, she said, because I am a teenager and I know everything. And can I borrow £20, please? But only until Wednesday, because it's Zoe's birthday. and We want to go to KFC. Eddie had a very gentle chat with her, which was charming and totally unrealistic, as what he would have said was, listen, love, when you're paying the bills, you can have tofu on toast for all I care. He did point out, as they were discussing veganism with a sound effect of lambs boinging around springily, that at least the farm produced stuff was better. And Mia said, just because it's local doesn't mean it's good. Look at Bridge Farm Cheese. That's minging. <laughs> Kung Fu Lee is back. He offered to look after Henry for an hour and then lost him within seconds. <laughs> That's the way to impress your girlfriend, Lee. With typical Helen perversity, he told her and she made a joke out of it. When normally she starts yelling the place down if Henry isn't wearing his electronic tag when he goes for a wee. Very maturely, Lee suggested they need some ground rules about dealing with each other's children. And I can see why it was him that suggested that. <laughs> Lee's children are pretty easy, as they are both invisible and silent, which are my favourite sort of children by far. So Helen totally lucked out there. This is until Lee's girls hit puberty, obviously, whereupon they will be unleashed upon the village with startlingly different accents from not only Lee but each other and will have torrid affairs with every man and possibly woman under the age of 60. And finally, Krusty went to visit Gavin in prison. Gavin talked about Victoria, she of the leather coat and dominatrix heels, which means no <laughs> doubt Krusty will now end up in a confrontation with her and end up face down in the concrete foundations of the new Asda in Felpersham. Gavin gave a heart-rending account of life on the streets as a homeless person for a fortnight, including the bit where he talked about when the pubs chucked out. As they are all shut, I can't see how it was much of an issue, really. But while I was struggling to understand that, he told a really, really, really hilarious scrambled egg story. I can't tell you it again because I just start crying and laughing again and I won't be able to stop. But, you know, you know because you heard it too. Anyway, Krusty and Gavin appear to be bonding, which is appalling news. And if they get together after this, I am definitely not listening to the Archers anymore. And I am as firm on that as Krusty is about not producing the passion plays. And on that, I am unanimous. The end. Oh, yeah, very funny. Um, can I just apologise for my phone ringing at the beginning? Did you hear it beep? No. Oh, oh, sorry. You will hear it. The listeners oh, good. will well, hear it. Okay. Sorry. And it's just because the, the uh, silent button is broken. <laughs> How could you break a silent button? I don't know. It just won't slide back. It won't slide back to silence. So, so I've had to manually silence it but okay. that that it's not that i did, was rude well it was really actually <laughs> at least you didn't it. take the call that would have been worse. <laughs> hello oh, I just sorry, little... lucy's she's trying to do a funny bit and i've got to do my laughing here <laughs> it's all right though we can just play the laughing in afterwards it's fine <laughs> no it's all genuine laughter as you know <laughs> i don't ever well, get to hear genuine, it ladies and gentlemen 100 genuine laughing <laughs> <laughs> no it did make me, all of it made me laugh. I found this week really odd. It as well. <laughs> it's just like. Do you think everybody had a week off or something? Was, and they are, they are, maybe the actors just made it up. They just thought, right, you've got 10 minutes I, together. Yes, go on, go. I think they were all. E they got an email saying, can you just write your own lines and we'll just paste it together? <laughs> it was so odd. The sound effects as well were all over the gaff. Well, honest, did you hear that when they as were supposed they to be? always are. By, they were supposed to be by the playground building oh, the assault course well i got completely there were confused guns going yeah, off there were guns and then lee was like oh he's going to get an ice cream and i, I was like what it's the middle of winter Wait, I, I, so I, <laughs> it completely ruined i was like oh summer fate no yeah. hang on we're in, this is very odd it was all very odd <laughs> but it yeah, it was so... Ra everything was a bit random, wasn't it? I was so and relieved, though, when Linda and Krusty were talking. <laughs> and there was all this noise going on in the background. And then Krusty finally said, what are they doing? And I thought, oh, thank God, someone's asked about what but appears to be a wildlife park being set up behind them. I, don't I, I sort of missed that because I think you listen with, like, supersonic speakers. And I listen on my iPhone usually when I'm doing the washing, so I never get the nuanced sound effects. <laughs> but if you listen with with headphones on, it's it's like... It's a whole new world. It's like virtual reality, isn't it? <laughs> I think reality is... is but if you're looking... I suppose if you're looking for a sound effect for assault course... <laughs> yeah, building an assault course out of ladders and a hay bale. 
it's quite a, a tough one. Well, you'd have to go to like army sound effects, yes. wouldn't you? And so you're going to get like, oh, <laughs> go on there. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> Ladies um, and gentlemen, we were forced to interrupt the podcast I, because Harriet's <laughs> piano repairman is coming. <laughs> and and basically, it's a bit like Linda and Alan, where if the door goes, no one ever wants to answer it. <laughs> and it's like, well, if the door doesn't go, just go home. <laughs> Somebody doesn't want to answer the door. If it's... <laughs> I thought it was weird, though. Like, it was just sort of, again, another random... I mean, it was funny, wasn't it? But it's very unlike Alan to not be as welcoming and uh, as possible. And to say, oh, hello, needy parishioner. I've got 10 seconds before I've got to be somewhere else. You know, it's like, oh, welcome to the warm arms of the church. Especially when it's Linda. I mean, you know, pre this year, fair enough. But I was was a bit shocked at Alan. And then you're right. He just didn't didn't understand. Oh, what? Jesus. (laughs) Oh, is that right? What did he do? <laughs> when he said about washing the feet, he sort of went, uh-huh. As if it was the first time he'd ever heard of it. And I was thinking, even I know that. Uh, but was it, what an idea. I, I mean, w- what? Well, at least Joe Grundy's dead. Nobody would want to be doing that. Oh, they? can you imagine? A washing the feet. Oh, gusting. Yeah. And, then I, and then I love the fact that everything, quickly, everything has to be, remember social distancing. Yeah. Even though the pubs are open. Yes. It's so, so, it's just, you need, you need to, guys, you need to get clarity on the rules. Yeah. Because it's very yeah. confusing. Could, could just a few of the writers maybe set up a WhatsApp group called, what the fuck is happening with Ambridge and coronavirus? Because at the moment, everybody is doing a different thing. A bit like Lee needs some ground rules for Ellen's horrible children. Yeah. We need ground rules for what's going on. Lee, it was so funny when Lee was like, Honestly, Helen, I, I did try and lose him for longer than 10 minutes, but oh, that little brat had to come back. Coming they? back. No, but do, do you remember? They, they, I presume they're going to have to bring Lee's girls back in because do you remember they were right bitches, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, because she gave them something, didn't she? Friendship braces oh, or something. Yeah, and something they really... dropped them in dog poo or something like that. <laughs> well, obviously you would because if you're 14 yeah. and some new stepmom goes, yeah. hey guys, I've handcrafted you this little bracelet with like daisy charms on it. You'd be like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> can you just leave, please? I either want an H&M voucher or for you to die. That's the only two things I want. Actually give me the voucher and then die. That would like be like so much better. Have you um recovered from Tony and Peggy? Oof. I didn't like that. But I am the only person in the world who thinks that Tom did the right thing. Oh. Dun, really? Dun, dun. Uh what did what, what you mean No, I think he did the right thing. Oh, you mean he shouldn't have told tony he shouldn't have warned yeah. him he shouldn't have played him the tape he should have just said oh it it yes. it it broke no you know, yeah there was right. a magic yeah, they... breaking incident and it broken um, they should have yeah they should have just cut it out yeah. i mean peggy's 96 she's not gonna go oh where's my bit got i would have just said there were technical problems actually mr newbie says <laughs> very very similar i think he's slightly shocked because his his picture of the nice the cozy archers has just been shot out of the water by the peggy tony <laughs> thing but anyway um um, I was slightly annoyed at Lillian just trying to smooth it all over, but I could see why. Oh, but... I think she. I think that. I think that was fine. But she I made it she his fault. To. Really? Well, oh, yeah, because she said, "Well, because you know, Mum was shocked. She had her husband was awful. You look just like her husband." Um, you know, she another was another slightly win. rubbing it in. I she didn't was really. Even, I didn't. Even she was get really that. manipulative, and yeah. she made him end up apologising for existing because being born upset Peggy. Yeah, but that is typical big sister. I would have done the same. Because <laughs> if she'd been a nice it's big sister, she, she would have said, it was so stressful for mum because she had me and Jenny and we yeah. were just at that yeah, yeah, age yeah. where we're really yeah. annoying. And, and so... she told him he was a whingy baby and he wouldn't <laughs> stop crying. You know, he's just like, oh... <laughs> You'd like some more salt with your wound, you know. Mum had a terrible time with you, yeah. darling. Pushing you out was like trying to get a double-decker bus out. <laughs> Absolute bloody nightmare. She never recovered. 74 stitches she had down there. <laughs> had to use a staple gun in the end. I think, I think I didn't like that bit because I felt that all these people that kind of... Peggy's a kind of a, I just say it how it is type person. Yeah. And they get away with bleeding murder. And the rest of us are not 
you know, sensitive plants that go tip, tiptoeing around other people. We just try not to be assholes, And there is a difference between being but an arsehole Peggy, and being... Peggy is you know. 96. So? She's I, had 96 but... years to learn how to be nice. If she was talking to the Queen, she would be nice. I because she's, because we... she's talking to somebody who she's got power over, she doesn't need to bother to be nice, so she doesn't. I... Well, it reminded me weirdly of... The, are you watching The Crown? No. Oh, and the relationship between the Queen and um, Prince Philip, which is, you know, the the world obviously revolves around the Queen because it has to, because it's, you know, mm. the, the, that... But, it, you know, the Queen is more important than... Yeah. Being, it, she's more, it's more important being the Queen than it is to be a mother. And th- those are the those are the rules that everybody has to adhere to. So she can't be motherly because mm. she's the queen. Mm. And and it reminded me of Peggy and Tony and Prince Philip and uh, sorry not Prince Philip Prince, Prince Charles, Charles mm. is constantly yeah. like, but yeah. I need a mummy. I need a yeah. real so horrible. And and and, uh, and she's like, well, there's nothing I can do about it, Danny. You know, stop <laughs> being pull yourself together. <laughs> she doesn't feel like that actually at all because it's, it's Olivia Coleman. Um, but um. Yeah, sort of the same thing. Yeah. The, the matriarch. Yeah, you know she can say what she wants, and you need to stop whinging about it. Yeah. But Tony does need to. I think Tony needs to grow up. Honestly, I, if I was him, I'd just go. Well, she's an old bat. She's ninety six. She's never been very nice. But as yeah. Lillian said, she might die tomorrow. Mm. I yeah. thought Tony was being pathetic, didn't you? <laughs> I thought you were cross with Tony. No, I was. No, I just thought that if she had been asked to say to say a nice to do something, a birthday message for Jill Archer, she would have done a really nice birthday message because it's her own son and she's got power over him. She doesn't bother. She just uses Sometimes it. Sometimes it's. I'm not saying that she was right to say that. She was stupid, but she's a very old lady. But she's been like it all the time. You're and not telling me been... that if they'd asked her when she was 50, she'd have said, Oh, I love him. He's an absolute joy. She'd still have said and, the same thing. And that's why they should have just cut it out. Oh. <laughs> and, you know, and if, if Peggy had made a fuss about it, they could. They should have just said, Well, it wasn't very nice. So, yes. you know, it, you know it, we left it yeah. on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Yes, yeah. well, the, no, the sane thing to have done, i.e. if you weren't Tom, was exactly that. But yes. because Tom is Tom and yes. just goes like Father Dougal when something happens and he doesn't know what to do. So, <laughs> you know, people say that, you know, men bottle things up. Tom needs to bottle more things yeah, up. Yeah, oh, God. Oh. You know, he's he gets worried about Krusty, so the first thing he does is report to the bloody police. <laughs> His grandma's horrible to his dad, so he goes and tells everybody, Grandma's just said this about dad. So just shut up. Deal with it yourself. <laughs> I'm really glad we didn't have to sit through Tony's birthday party, though, aren't you? Oh, it God, appalling. I was dreading that. Oh, it was so dull. I've had, I've had a breakfast, he said. <laughs> also, there's nothing worse than having to sit through those videos mm. when you've got, like, 25 people going, Happy birthday! Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh. Oh, this is so boring. And you can see that there's like four and a half more minutes left. <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> so now, boring. The dog wants to say hello. Where's the dog? Yeah, yeah, Claire, yeah. get the dog. Wait, hold yeah. on a minute. It's crazy here. Yeah. Shut up. And even if you're the birthday person, you're like <laughs> smiling through gritted teeth going, wow, God, thanks so much, guys. Yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> Especially as in Ambridge, they all live at the most <laughs> I know. seven minutes away <laughs> I, it's just it's not like Rick, that's the thing the people on those video he, I mean they could just knock on his door yeah. you know, <laughs> they, most of them were coming to the party anyway so what was the point <laughs> <laughs> they could just tell their stories on the sofa <laughs> seeing as they were all there I thought Emma and Rex, I know they weren't listening. I know they were completely different. But I was like thinking, I think Rex actually really fancies Emma. Mm. I mean, I know there'll be nothing there. I think there, everybody but... in their right mind fancies Emma. Yeah, yeah. Because she's, she's strong, isn't she? She really is. And she was really confident, wasn't she? Yeah. And <laughs> and he, in the end, he was like, oh, yeah. And then, and then should we do this? Emma, Emma, I've made this view. I've called it Emma. <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, cheers, thanks, Rex. Yeah. Right, bye then. I'll leave it all to you. Can you just put it together this afternoon? <laughs> yeah, see ya. 
<laughs> I really like living in a caravan. What? <laughs> Hang on a minute. After You're she, comparing. I know. That yeah. was, I mean, what? And it was like, hello, character I barely know. I'm just going to fill you in on the last three years of my life. All right, even then. Rex was like. I might chip in what? as well. <laughs> what? But even Rex was like, what's the point of this story? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, just want to say I really like living in a caravan. So. <laughs> so whatever you might have heard, it's wrong. I love, I love it. I love it. I cannot get enough of it. <laughs> and at least like there wasn't a slave driver living there <laughs> and then again it was like hey let's have this assault day course in aid of modern slavery <laughs> it just sounded a bit wrong didn't yes. it <laughs> we, we're all for it i mean no no we're not we're not we're yeah. no. <laughs> it was really it was so funny actually <laughs> Because it was just a, oh, it just always a little bit wrong. Every, yes. every yep. scene was just, yep. Yep. there was something a bit askew whiff about yes. it, wasn't there? You thought, right, yes, then, so this thing is going to get us from A to B. No, no, we're off. We're going, where the hell are we going now? Yeah. <laughs> and then random Mia. Ra- <laughs> and just ran, random yep. vegan episode. <laughs> yes. Hello, I've decided to become a vegan, incredibly chatty. <laughs> and... It's like she was... She was on Newsround or something, wasn't yes. it? It was just suddenly, what? Yeah. And she called her Greta Thunberg. Uh, yeah. Greta Thunberg. <laughs> yeah. She's got like quite a funny voice. Yeah. I can't. Um, it's like really high, isn't it? And yeah. then sometimes it sounds a bit posh, but then it's like Greta. <laughs> Greta Thunberg. I can't, I can't remember how she speaks now, but it's that funny like little voice, isn't yeah. it? Oh no, Clary, I don't think you want to do that. And when she said... About it's the patriarchy. I thought, like, well, I was quite pleased about that. But then she started wanging on about being a vegan and everything. But I did oh, like I Eddie. Know what we can do? We can get some dried flowers and like dry them and that. And then she, she was sort of went. She goes from being seven to yeah. being seventeen. I think that's yeah. what's quite confusing about yeah. her character. You're not really sure how old she is. No. She's well. She's doing a GCSEs, isn't she? So she's oh, seventeen. Okay. Oh, 16. She, she's sixteen. Uh, Oh, she's the one that started her period and then they kept having yeah. to go to the shop with Emma. Yes, to buy chocolate and sanitary towels. There are not many soap operas where the biggest the pivotal moment of the episode is going to the shop to buy a crunchy and some lilettes, is it really? That's what's so funny about the Mia character. She just pops up like once every nine months. Yeah, for some, to have a period some... and then she goes off again. <laughs> I've had it now. See ya. <laughs> My Be name's back again Mia. about the fourteenth, <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, "My name's Mia. I'm a Gen Zer." <laughs> she's going on about being a Gen Zer. <laughs> now I like Mia. I hope that I, I I want her to grow. I mean, not grow into being an annoying Phoebe, mm. but maybe she should just become a goth next, and you know, what? So run of... run the full gamut of every teenage <laughs> yes. trend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was about it, actually, I think, uh, wasn't it? Yeah. Tony got his train. Mia was a vegan. Yeah. And, uh, oh, no. No, we missed the main. When she, like, the episode started with Kirsty going, Gavin, you look so. And it was literally like, I thought she was going to go, Rugged, you know. But <laughs> did, did you not? Did you not notice that? Yes. Though? Yeah. It was. I think that's literally how the episode started. It was like she sat down and went, "Yeah." Oh my god, Gavin, you look. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, make a make a joke about the barbers, <laughs> and then some eggs." And it, they were like massively flirting, weren't they? Yes, that's what I didn't like. I, don't I like want them. I. You know, I said I know. it months yes, ago. Yes, I know. But, but I said last week that she was going to, I presume that's what we thought, that what we were led to believe that she was going to visit Philip. Mm. But this is better this way. Well, you know, so when she was talking to Helen and she was like, I've got this big plan. I and... thought she was going to make Helen go and see. Oh, did you? Philip and get it out of him. No, it I didn't cross my mind that she was going to go. See I Helen. thought she was going to go and see Philip and sort of, um, you know, cozy up to him. And make him believe that yeah. she was still in love with him and then eventually get him to spill beans. But then with Gavin, because then I thought, oh, right, she's going to cozy up to him. And But but no, it was just genuine, wasn't it, in the mm. end? She's now going to visit him. Yeah, I mean, or is she, is she playing a game? Uh, that's what I couldn't work out. Is she actually playing a game? Which is why I thought that's why she said, God, 
Gavin, you're looking sexy. I thought it's because she no, wanted Harriet, him to... You heard that. She did not say that. It's because she's got that sort of voice. She can't... She can't get wow. the Nigella out of her voice. <laughs> but he, because Gavin, you know, like used to be like louty, yeah. laddie Gavin, shouting all the time. Yeah. But he had a sort of um, soft, intense, yeah. you know, cracking eggs type. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was so weird, wasn't that it? Was, it was just God. like. <laughs> that was, was like, another oh one God, where they'd handed stop. the script over to the, to the intern, you know. <laughs> It's like we don't look. Just do, just do us five minutes talking about what it's like to be a homeless person. All right then. So we'll go back through some back corners of the big issue. Lift one of their stories. Talk about people weeing on you when they come out of the pub. The pubs are all shut. No, because then he went on to talk about how he loved, you know, being powerful and yeah, um, yeah. He he enjoyed them being scared of him. Yes. And th- so then I assumed, having li- I had to listen to it twice. So is the moral of the story that he was, because he went to be homeless for two weeks, he now understands what it's like. Yes. And so he's don't become be a, a homeless good boy is now. the moral of it. Yeah, okay, don't right, be a okay. homeless. Okay. <laughs> don't do that because it's not very nice. That's okay, what I learned I, anyway. That was my takeaway from that. I needed a double listen <sighs> to get that. <laughs> um, okay. Now he's a good boy because he's lived with them. It's, it's this. Oh, God. It is. They're doing it again, aren't they? Yes. They've they've just kind of rehabilitated a modern slaver in the space of <laughs> two minutes. Well, they've <sighs> just compl- he's had a character turnaround anyway because yeah. he came in as that louty, unlikable. But apparently, it was the chat with Alistair that did it because that's where he said, "Thanks, Alistair. You give me a lot to think about." <laughs> and then off he went, and then he that was it. He was against his dad and everything else. And this is because he was pretending to have a gambling addiction. Honestly. Well, it was, no, the turnaround was the scrambled eggs. That was oh, the yeah. true. That was when his journey really took a turn for the better, Lucy. Oh. When Kenzie or Blake or one of them learned to make scrambled eggs. And then they Gavin... all made jokes about it. <laughs> Gavin had a hallelujah moment, yeah. Oh. Honestly, he thought it was so funny. <laughs> That's an excellent egg. <laughs> <laughs> the worst I All hate right, Gavin, calm down. I hate puns with a passion like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> and if it was possible for me to throttle Tim Vine, I would. But the worst puns of all puns are egg puns. Every Easter I start to get twitchy because you cannot go anywhere Ooh, or open a magazine without <laughs> without Bunny things rabbits. about but, you know, about mm-hmm. yoking, I was only yoking, and all that, and you think, it's not funny! Oh, Lucy. Oh, puns are the best jokes in the world, except when they're during a prison monologue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about Kirsty. she's a big girl. Mm. Helen's got her back. Oh, my so, God. Uh, <laughs> and Gavin's got her front. <laughs> <laughs> Should we play Mr. Newbie? Because he'll remind us of the bits that we've forgotten, which are many and various, I suspect. And he'll he'll have been introduced to Mia, lucky lucky man. Yes, like the rest of us going, who's this? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) here we go. We open this week with Tom and Krusty, which is a little awkward, bearing in mind that the last time we saw them, Tom was helping Krusty by grassing her up to the (laughs) rosers. It seems to me that there's more than that between them, though. I know they very nearly got married, thank you Twitter, and I wouldn't say I'm feeling cocky now that I'm in my third month of listening to The Archers, but I'm going to make a prediction. Natasha, who is, quite understandably, souring on Sausage Boy, will leave him, and when she does, Krusty will be back in like Flynn. I have an idea for a new Olympic event. Saying no to Linda. (laughs) Linda is, as usual, toying with my emotions. She's aloof and seems as though she can be unkind and self-obsessed. But she's also canny as all hell, pulling a classic switcheroo on Alan. I just hope they're going to get Eddie involved in the plays. (laughs) For a minute, I thought Tom was going to play the tape of Peggy to Tony, but even he's not that stupid. (laughs) I don't know all that much about Tony, but I am as sure as I can possibly be that he is not simply going to shrug this off. Emma is flirting with Rex to get him to build an assault course and hang on just a second it seems like only yesterday that this idea was even conceived 
and all of a sudden, not only is it well underway, but in fact, it's all become something of an emergency. (laughs) Does time work differently in the archers? Yes. Is there a wormhole that allows Philip's evil deeds to reverberate around Ambridge in perpetuity, but also means that Emma only gets 10 minutes to fully implement any (laughs) idea she ever has? Also, am I the only person who finds it hard to believe that people are boycotting the playground? When my kids were younger, I wouldn't have cared whether the swing seats were covered with Dalmatian puppy skin. Still, this is all a good excuse for Emma to hold forth with a full two minutes worth of exposition involving chicken factories and mobile homes, none of which I previously knew anything about. If the writers are listening, and I feel sure they must be, thank you. We newbies appreciate your looking out for us like this. Okay, here's what I think about this whole business between Tony and Peggy. Yes, Peggy's been hugely insensitive and I can completely understand that Tony is upset about it. Yes, it would be ideal if Peggy could be reasoned with and persuaded to learn something from her mistake. But from what I'm given to understand, she's basically Ambridge's Prince Philip and you'd be wasting your breath. (laughs) Yes, Yes, I think that Lillian's advice is sensible, if something of a cop-out. But none of this would matter if the recording had simply disappeared. Peggy's 96. You could tell her that the flux capacitor had run out of dilithium crystals and deleted her (laughs) clip and she'd just nod sagely and get back to her Victoria sponge, for goodness sake. Oh, wow, really? Helen and Crusty are discussing the slavery thing again. Yay! I think I'm boycotting this storyline now until something really shifts. Ooh, a new character. Having had a slew of them in the first few weeks, they're naturally becoming less common these days but I immediately like Mia enormously, and although she might be a little right on, she also seems kind and fun. She says she's a teenager, but it also sounds like she's responsible for a little girl called Poppy, which is confusing. Was Mia a very young mother? I mean, she's implying that she's still not an adult even now, and Poppy's obviously not a baby anymore. I don't know. Compared to some of the extreme Ambridge goings-on I've learned about in the last few weeks, a teenager getting pregnant would be very small beer indeed, but somehow it doesn't feel like this is the right explanation. I could look it up, but where would be the fun in that? Who is this offering to look after Helen's child? Also, wait, Helen has a child? I'm already having quite the voyage of discovery and we're only 20 seconds into the episode. It really sounds like it's Tom, but I think she just said Lee... And now I think I do remember them being in a scene together a few weeks back. I mean, at this stage I only know it's Helen because she's talking about cheese. That'll teach me to get cocky about recognising people, won't it? (laughs) Here's a general question. That whole thing with Emma and the assault course did feel a bit rushed and did feel a bit like an afterthought. It certainly didn't seem like a significant storyline in its own right. Not unless Peggy's going to fall off the monkey bars and break her hip. (laughs) So, there are two possibilities, I reckon. Either the writers have just bunged in a bit of filler, a little bit of fun that doesn't actually mean much in terms of any of the story arcs, but might be an excuse to get lots of characters together in one place, like they did at New Year. Or they're setting something up, something bigger. Are there throwaway scenes in The Archers? Or is everything in there for a reason? Nope. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's sweet that he likes Mia. Yeah, but I was thinking, um, yeah, because you, you, you get to know the character. It's, it's a bit like learning a language, learning the archers, because, you know, when you learn a language and you sort of, you eventually, after, you know, a few weeks, you can say, can I have a croissant? Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, I mastered yeah. this. Yeah, and yeah. then you, the more you learn, the more you realise there is to learn. I suppose yeah. it's like the archers, because the more you know the more it's like with a family tree isn't it there's just yes yeah how, how you need you need years on this show yeah to, yeah <laughs> to have and mastered so, and not it. to realize that po- uh the poppy is is mia's sister and then but, you've I mean, got that, the whole and that, and that backstory of nick dying and yeah. everything else and yeah because i still sort of wonder you know i know who she is but you still have to sort of remember why she might be there still and it's like you you have a sort of a, we all kind of have like a family tree, an Ambridge family tree that we hold in our heads and you just mm. slot the person into this, this network, yeah. this system, root system sort of thing. You know, where does that person fit? And so why are they, and, and what part of their backstory has formed their personality? And if you don't know that, you're coming at them, you know, fresh. It must be bewildering. 
Yes, because it's quite important to know that, well, Mia only lost her mum like three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but it's fine because she's got Emma to buy her tampons for her, so yeah. everything's okay now. <laughs> That's but all you mothers do. Wonder is, whether... is good, actually. Yes. It's, you only need it once a month, and, basically. Um, if you've got Mia boys, not at all. A... It's great. <laughs> well, yes, Helen well has two children and some cheese. Um, two children called... Two children... One is... Only one is Rob's, uh, yes, you know, devil child. The other mm-hmm. is um, was born with... Um, uh, it was born with the internet, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Make of that what you will. Yes. Um, and Eddie will be in the show. Eddie is in every single Ambridge show that has ever been put on. And when he is not in the show, he has a massive sulk. So it is. Oh, yeah. It is compulsory that he is in show. every show. Because you it's mean going the to mysteries? Be, oh, it will be a bloody mystery. Why anybody mm. would go watch it? That's why. Um... And yes, they frequently put in throwaway scenes that go nowhere. They frequently put in throwaway characters that go nowhere, Mr. Newbie. So you just have to brace yourself for that. You never know whether you're emotionally invested in somebody that you're (laughs) never going to hear from again or they're going to become a lead character who will sleep with everybody in the village. So you just never know. And they they might pop back. Yeah. Like Hannah. Yes. Hannah. Yeah. Or or sometimes... um, you'll get a scene where an enormous deal is made out of something and you think well this must be significant because why would they keep going on about this Mm. and then it disappears and the scriptwriters have a good giggle and we are left wondering what happened (laughs) and in six months time we will still be saying to each other ah i bet that's what that thing was that'll turn out to be the red car won't it because and it just never happens it just disappears so it's the True. scriptwriters toying with us. That is what happened. You know, and you know the mysteries mm. that they did in two. I really, I loved the fact that they were talking about what they did in two thousand and three, because that seems like such a long time uh, ago. But was that true? I can't remember. Yeah, because that was when. Yeah, they did, and that was when Chris Carter got oiled up, and everybody realised he was hot. Because oh. up until then, <laughs> we hadn't realised he was hot, but then he became hot Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I must have been doing something better at that time. It was life. Easter and he was a hot cross <laughs> bum. That's what he was. And a little loincloth nailed to a cross. And he had to carry the cross to the village and somebody dropped it on his foot. Yeah. Um, oh, who's going to be oiled up this time round? Oh, God. Linda. <laughs> I don't... Robert. They haven't got long to put this together. Oh, come on, Harriet. They haven't got long to put... When do they ever have enough... We're either talking about the Christmas play in June and then still nothing is happening. Like this time, two days before it was due to start, they didn't even know what they were doing, according to... Well, I'm um, not very um, familiar with the mysteries, so I'm sort of imagining it'll be like Jesus Christ Superstar, which is, you know, quite a production. Not that fun, Uh, I think. Yeah. Right, right. (laughs) It's all very dramatic and intense. And knowing Linda, she'll want to set it in an abattoir or something. So it'll be grim as well. <laughs> so they can have Vince as yeah. King Herod. <laughs> <laughs> and Lizzie is a wailing woman. <laughs> now, I did hear, you know, soul music? Yes. Have you ever listened to soul music? I do. Like the Just best wondering how the hell we've ever. got here. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because one of them, they did, um, oh, what was it called? The Carol of something or other. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. The Carol of something or other. Look up that one. And they talked in it about, they put on uh, 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 Coventry, oh, Carol of Coventry. Coventry Carol. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Are you still with me? Yeah. I'm hanging on. Look, yeah. look that one up. <laughs> in Coventry Cathedral, they did the mystery plays. Yeah. I think it was the mystery plays. And the, the, the person talking about the production and with the music going on in the, it sounded I mean, it sounded like the most incredible thing that you could ever see or hear. Yeah. Go and listen to that Coventry Carol one on the Soul yeah, Music. Yeah, but that was in Coventry catalog. Cathedral, not the Bridge Farm Tea Shop. <laughs> they had this thing where I think like all the lights went off and then they turned the lights. That sounds quite likely. Dollies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the dollies had these red ribbons all coming out of them, like. Do you think this is the mysteries, or maybe I'm... I think this <laughs> yeah, was a dream, Harriet. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe don't put this in. 
if any of you are brave like... enough to try and figure out let's have a new quiz what the hell is harriet talking about <laughs> really glad that linda is back on track being annoying hooray being you know being being that amdram yes wonderful she was again. properly back on form wasn't she she yeah. was being manipulative she was bullying she was hectoring Poetic. people she was yeah. preposterous she, oh what yeah. oh, maladroit she said <laughs> that scene is what that was my highlight of the week yeah, think, alan yeah. and linda just yeah <laughs> talking about past productions yeah. i wish they'd carried on for the whole week <laughs> i wish they'd carried on talking over the scrambled egg jokes <laughs> but also the fact that alan was seemed very much involved in that last uh that 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 well it was 2003 but it Seventeen mm, when he still ago. remembered he was a vicar. Yeah. Yes. Ex- it, yeah. Exactly. That's it. Because I was like, "What? Alan was involved in yeah. a, 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 a production? <laughs> Surely <laughs> not. <laughs> He's like the vicar that that uh, married me and Rufus. And when we, like, he just didn't have any faith. No faith. I literally. You know, you go for those meetings. Yeah. <laughs> I've got myself all excited. I can't carry on. <laughs> I might say something blasphemous. The vicar that married you didn't believe in God. He didn't mention God once. It was literally, hiya. <laughs> so, would you like heating? That'll be £50. Uh, would you like an extra spotlight on you? That'll be another 75 And by the end of it, we were like, he, he doesn't believe in God. Like, you know, wow. I sort of was... I was quite keen to have a bit of spiritual guidance because yeah. otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. But no, no none of it. Are you sure you're legally married? No, I don't know. Was he definitely a vicar? <laughs> we and not a nice steam van man or something. <laughs> and he turned up with sunglasses on, so I have no idea. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> yeah, he had his sunglasses on. I think he might have even worn them inside. No. Well, In it the was service. quite bright. Well, you know, some people do wear sunglasses, don't they? If they, because it, if it's bright, not vicars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure well, the it's Reverend Richard Coles wears them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could I have been anyone, by him. It could have been me, <laughs> probably. But it doesn't matter, does it? Because um, why? Do, you know, ultimately, you might as well be married by anyone. Doesn't matter, does no. it? Apart from the whole legal thing. Yeah. True. Actually. <laughs> true. Oh, well, we'll worry about that in a few years. <laughs> well, when it comes to the divorce, to it'll divorce. be so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out we were never married at all. <laughs> How hilarious. <laughs> oh, we have emails. You were moaning last week that we don't get enough emails, so two people have emailed. No, we had five. Oh, two. <laughs> we had five last week, didn't I know. we? I know. No, no, no. The week before, you said people need to do oh, more. Oh, yes, they did. Yes. Um, Diana Quick, who is in Brooklyn. Diana Quick? Yes. As in Diana Quit. Oh, Diana Rigg, I was thinking of, sorry. Who's dead. <laughs> Messaging from beyond the grave. Diana Rigg, tap once okay. for yes. Yeah. Isn't Diana Quick an actress as well? Harriet I'll Quick is Google. an actress, isn't she? You read it and I'll Google. Okay. Yeah. I am so, so, so happy to have discovered Ambridge on the couch. I was suffering severe withdrawal symptoms from not hearing Lucy's week in Ambridge and am therefore relieved to have found Ambridge on the couch. My sanity is Yay. restored. I love the show. It is a bright spot in this crazy world we are living in. Sending love and oh, hugs from Brooklyn. So nice. Whoa! What? Wow! Can we go and visit her? <laughs> yeah. No! Look, this is not an opportunity for you to sort out your holidays, Harriet. To control yourself. Also, Diana Quick is an actress. Oh! Just, uh, yeah, yes. Yes, is, she is. is she? I thought she was. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I'm not sure if it's the same Diana Quick. Okay. But anyway, I don't care. I'm still coming to visit her in Brooklyn. Okay. <laughs> Stand by, Diana Quick. Your number is Diana up. Quick. <laughs> she thinks you sure, sure, let's uh, let's watch your morning ambridge tonight. <laughs> Put it on the yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is, sorry. Sorry everybody. You had your teeth removed. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Helen Sherwood. Who emailed oh. last week and said that? Yeah, she did. That she was avoid. She was. She was relieved that we were not neither brash nor controversial, which we hastily uh, refuted and <laughs> we said just... we were both of those things. <laughs> yeah. She said, "Dear brash controversial," because that's what we now are. Dear brash controversial and the soothing strains of Mister Newby. Another week, another tenor lady laughter fest. She said, "Huzzah!" <laughs> Not knowing whether whether or not Harriet had listened to all the episodes was very funny. Just as well there's only four episodes a week at the moment. Definitely hoping the reduction yes. isn't a long COVID symptom. 
<laughs> I must make a note of Harriet's suggested love combos. Surely you've missed someone. What about the prize sheep pig pepper? Kirsty and Gavin may well be able to figure out some conjugal visitation. Ugh. I couldn't Ooh. figure out who had written this week's episodes, but it has to be the new younger writer channeling Greta Thunberg via Mia. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing Mr. Newbie trying to figure that one out. Helen, yes. Greta Thunberg. <laughs> Maybe this podcast could be sponsored by Tenor Lady. Yes. <laughs> For all your... Do you think it might alienate some of our audience? <laughs> Well, we're the ones being associated with it. If he doesn't alienate us, <laughs> I don't know why he's bothering. I'd welcome it. I'd yes. welcome it. I would welcome it, especially when I sneeze unexpectedly. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. I have to do a lot of grunting noises in voiceovers sometimes for um, not for not for rude ones. Oh, okay, but you know, like fight if it's a computer yes. game and you have yeah. to die or fight and. Yeah. <laughs> And a, oh, I tell you what, a session of that, and you you are reaching for the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> I so, found going thanks. on the trampoline. Does it? <laughs> Which is startling. I think it's very very brave to do it without. Yeah, that's without why I only any, did it um, once. <laughs> reinforcements, <laughs> or at the very least, a bucket or jumping jacks. Yes. <laughs> I marvel at people who can do jumping jacks. I know. Without sort of crossing their legs at the same time. (laughs) Just say, it's good for the core if you do it with your legs crossed. And now we cross to Ambridge itself to hear what's going on on the therapist's couch. actually quite sinister isn't it jeff this car park the old creaking pub sign is that is that a sleeping bag underneath it oh there's a lady coming she looks a bit overdressed for a thursday in ambridge good morning mrs archer hello darling can i sit down these boots are killing me they look fantastic i know but my bunions are like pickled onions in here yes please sit down How can I help? I feel as if I'm living in borrowed time and I can't cope any longer. I'm very sorry to hear that. I don't need sympathy. I need help. Or possibly an alibi. I think I'm breaking the law on a daily basis. I'm the landlady of a pub, you see. Oh, oh, uh, thank you for the use of the car park. Oh, no problem, darling. It's hardly packed. Well, no, but that's hardly surprising. Isn't it? I don't know. Let me start at the beginning. The bull is still open. And I don't think we should be. I've been on the internet and other pubs are shut. But surely you can see the news. Oh yeah, the BBC, Borsetshire Broadcasting Company. We can't get any other channel. And if we try, a voice booms out, go back to your own channel and that's that. But I can get on the internet, the real one. I had to because... Otherwise, people couldn't have been rude about my singing when I did a nationwide tour of Peterborough. And I've seen. We shouldn't be open. But hasn't your brewery told you? For the last year, we've been serving what comes out of the coffee machine when we top it up with diluted tonic water and no one's noticed. In fact, some people have said there was a distinct improvement. So your customers are still coming? Oh, yeah. We had Roy's birthday party in here the other night. A few of the younger village blokes, you know, the hellraisers, playing shove halfpenny. Fat Paul's in every lunchtime because he needs somewhere dry to bang his crisp packets. Lillian Bellamy's half cut every afternoon, hiding from her husband. She says he keeps trying to put his energy into her. And nothing short of a fire hose would stop Jasmine McCreary. Are any other local businesses still open? Apparently Bridge Farm Tea Rooms are, but you have to sit outside. They say they've got a heat lamp, but really they just leave the toasted sandwich maker open. Are you worried about the police? No. Have you met Harrison? He's my son-in-law. Couldn't catch the clap. He's had a llama festooned in bunting living in his utility room since the summer and he's not noticed. But it's not just breaking the lockdown rules I'm worried about. Last year, my husband murdered a peacock. I've employed a drug dealer. I changed the name of my pub, which is a listed building, and I didn't let anyone know. And my barmaid drove over a customer. 
I also invented a woman called Beverly Drains, but that's not illegal. No, that's just balmy. Sorry? Uh, nothing. So, what I'm hearing is, your conscience is telling you to close. Well, it is, yeah. But then my sanity is telling me to stay open. Gay Grables is still serving. I mean, God knows who or what it's serving, but it's open. Times are hard for village pubs, and even normally we struggle to pull the punters in. I mean, Kenton does his best. Your husband? Yeah, the one with the megaphone. Never without it. I do wish he'd give it a rest sometimes, particularly when he's on the loo. Oh, so what kind of events do you do? Well, Valentine's Day, everyone had to put suggestions into a bucket for what they'd like to do to Sabrina Thwaite. Then we had Pancake Day, when we all race around the green trying to smash each other over the head with frying pans. And of course, all the usual village fates. Linda manages to find the odd local celeb to open them. Oh, local newsreaders and things like that. Yeah, you know this sort of thing. Meryl Streep had a bash at the Easter egg hunt last year. George Clooney drew the raffle. And Michelle Obama judged the guess the weight of Shula Hebden Lloyd competition. Wow. Right. Uh, well, my advice would be to contact your brewery and ask for guidance. Yeah, maybe I'll just ring my agent first, though. I'll just see if there's any mileage in a lockdown with the Lily of Leighton Cross stage show. But surely that's something you could do on Zoom. Well, yeah, but I'd like to wear something low-cut with a push-up bra. You know, gives the punters an eyeful. And on Zoom, that means I have to stand so far back from the camera, you can barely see me at all. Right. Well, best of luck with it all. Thanks, my darling. And when you've finished here, pop in for a drink. I'll run you through my repertoire. In fact, I'll just nip back to the bar now and get my song sheets. Give you a quick sample now. Oh. Jeff, let's go. I cannot stand country music and those sequins have given me a migraine. Put your foot down. So that's that. (laughs) There'll be another podcast up next week, so subscribe to us on iTunes and you will never miss an episode. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us, whether or not you're an actress from New York, you can email us at ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com. That's ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com. <laughs> that didn't work. That didn't work. Oh, my God. Don't, you, don't include that. If you are <laughs> hoping for a part in Bugsy Malone. Uh, otherwise, we are... Ambridgeonthecouch. <laughs> Can't do it. Oh, my God. We are at on Ambridge on Twitter, or you can follow Mr. Newbie on at Newbie Couch. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I better just go and work on my New York accent. <laughs> and in the meantime, it's goodbye from both of us. Bye. Goodbye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.